The Beths have just released their third album, Expert in a Dying Field. We find Elizabeth and Jonathan taking a break from band rehearsal to tell us how the new record came together. The city is painted with memory. The water will never run clear. You've been pretty much on the road the whole year. <laughs> you still have to practice that much? Yeah, I mean, A, yes, all the time. But um, we are... I guess the difference between the last tour that we did in the States was, I guess you could almost technically call it still a Jump Rope Gazers tour, right. even though it's like years after the fact. So, whereas these shows coming up are album release shows. So, we're playing, uh, we're just kind of touching up a lot of the songs, right. the new songs, to make sure that they're ready to go. Ready to go. Very good. So, is that, I mean, this is your third album now. So, you've kind of been through this a few times. Have you learned from the past when you get to this point about what you have to do and get ready for putting an album out and getting the songs ready for stage? Yeah, definitely. I, you, they never settle until you play them about 75 times, I think. Right. Um, but, like, we, yeah, we, we, I think we'll, we we talked about, we kind of talked about, oh, we've got a bit of a catalogue now. Maybe we could just be one of those bands that plays for three hours and plays right. everything. Uh, and then we decided, nah, probably not. Good idea. We like we like to stop it a little bit more than that, and like, yeah. So we've we've picked a list. You know, we, we play um, a representative uh, smattering of hits, right? And uh, new numbers, right, right, right. Well, it's always good to leave people wanting more rather than to bore them to tears after three hours. <laughs> I've been to a few shows like that, and it's not a pleasant thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and you guys were everywhere. Like, I do a lot of interviews with folks overseas, and as soon as they hear that I'm in New Zealand, the first thing out of their mouths is, "Oh, do you know the Beths? We love the Beths." So, I mean, you guys yeah. have been doing the, the 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 work across overseas. What kind of do you get different reactions? People wanting to know about you from, say, the UK or the US or wherever you happen to be. Like, uh, different reactions when we when we're there playing live and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like I'd say there's like a slightly different flavor, but there's also a kind of a cohesiveness to like um our audiences as well that we seem to like they all seem to be quite nice, like lovely audiences. And we sure. kind of at the end of the night the promoters will always be like, Yeah, that was a really nice audience. <laughs> I'll 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 be like chatting to the person who put the gig on after the show and they'll sort of like look out at the uh at the, you know, at the pit, yes. so to speak. And um, and they'll say, "Look at that!" I said, "Look at what? There's not there's not a single bottle or glass or 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 broken thing on the ground left <laughs> on the ground at all after your audience has been here. You have right. the most behaved audience I've ever seen." <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting because let's face it, you're not a mellow band. I mean, there's a certain amount of. Uh, uncontrolled chaos on stage when you let rip on the guitar or whatever you guys are doing. So that's, that can't be the reason why <laughs> any speculation. No, I, on it? I think it's just putting the right things out there into the world. Like, oh, you know, just like being really obvious about being really obvious with your behavior means that other people just take their cue from that. I think. Very good. Yeah. Very good. So speaking of putting other things out in the world, you're putting out experts, in a dying field out next week um i assume that you probably started working on this album a while ago and because you've been on the road for the last six months so obviously not in the studio there so 
where did where did you start thinking about this record and what did you stop start thinking about it i guess yeah the the last album release being kind of in the middle of 2020 yep normally you know we we would have in an, in an alternate universe we we would have toured that record you know for a year or 18 months or whatever pretty heavily and um and then at the end of that being like okay and maybe i would have been writing and like time off and start to put it together but like it happened a lot sooner i suppose just because we we managed to get a new zealand tour in and then like that was you know that was kind of it and so um yeah straight away i think uh i guess it was probably from the end of 2020 i started seriously kind of making like writing a new record and then we started making it in um about june i think we start hit record for the first time yeah. in okay. 2021 and, yeah, so we're you know, arranging the songs before that and tried to make a couple of months of furious progress and and we had about half the album together when the august lockdowns came along right yeah uh, so you know thought to ourselves oh this will be about three weeks so we'll take a week off we'll probably <laughs> need a break and like maybe need to need to really sculpt this album a little bit more right and and then we'll get back to it so you know three weeks roll around and it doesn't look like it's changing but we've we've already we're already like we we, we weren't thinking oh we'll just sit on the couch for a little while you know because we thought we'd be back in the studio at that time so we kind of just kept charging on through lockdown by ourselves at home and yeah very good very so did you with two uh, albums already under your collective belts did you approach this one any differently did you have discussions between the two of you the four of you how do you, I don't even know how do you guys work really uh, internally so give us a little insight if you don't mind yeah, we did. Because I mean, a, th a third record is kind of like you start to have options, I guess, whether you you whether like you want to do something that's entirely different, you know. And some bands do, um, right? But uh, and it's not the the second record is when you kind of like if you make any changes at all, people people kind of are like, oh my gosh. Yep. So I felt felt like that band aid had already been ripped off, and we were kind of we had a bit more freedom to kind of go as hard in any direction as we wanted to. But um, I think where we wanted to end up going was like. Uh, kind of, just I don't know. We didn't want to go. We 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 ended up not wanting to go super super hard in a in a like a different direction. Right. We were just um, yeah. We're like for we're doing things that are experimental for us, like you know, exploring new fields, different tempos, and um, different influences. But it's still the four of us. It's still Jonathan recording, and um, we wanted to make an album that sounded like a definitively Beth's album, I guess, yep. and. <laughs> the other mission statements that we had were like we wanted something that would be really fun to play live we wanted something that would feel really immediate um and i guess was there any other kind of goals we had when we were making the record from the start yeah we wanted to, like to um for you to be able to listen to some one member of the band's playing from the start of a song to the end of a song and like oh. picture the picture that person playing that thing in front of you yep and like this is part of something that I think we, we try to do with Beth's records, which is like, obviously we try to make them kind of fun and bright and uh, easily engaging when you're just doing the dishes or something. Yep. But also try to make a, an album that you can put headphones on and listen to in a dark room and like really go deeper on. Yep. And I, I think part of that for me is like, you, you, there's some records that it's like, wow, amazing production and inserting certain flavor and the perfect moment and it's pretty stuff um and that's cool but 
this time around, I think we wanted more of the, and, and, uh, the opposite effect of just like, oh, I can hear the musicians play. I can hear what they're playing. I can like sense their direction of travel. Right. I can imagine them doing this because um, we want to be more personal. You know, we want to be more, more like more real. We want to be real, real people. Right. So. That's a nice thing. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm interested because the my perception of the way you guys work is Liz writes the songs and sings them and plays a little guitar behind. You probably are more responsible for the overall production and the sound of it. And you play a mean guitar. Um, and then the other two kind of fall in behind. Is that accurate or is that completely wrong? That's accurate. The nuance of it is that like uh, um, Tristan and Ben on bass and guitar are real ideas machines. Uh-huh. They're constantly, um, constantly throwing things at something that Liz and I feel like we've got really figured out in our heads. <laughs> and then, you know, it's like all of a sudden the the smorgasbord just got like a whole lot more dishes and right. you have to decide what flavors to to actually put in. You can still you plate. can still only put so much on the plate, but yeah. I think right. they really they challenge you to kind of like put something interesting on there as well. Right. And so who makes the final decision? Is it a democracy or is it a something else? It's, it's not, not a democracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there is, I feel like Jonathan and I have final say in different ways, True. but then also there are elements in which Tristan and Ben have final say in that like they will, they do write their own parts. And so like, it's, if yep. there's something that they adamantly don't want to play it, then they won't play it. And then, you know. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Now you you've got a few songs out before the album. One of them is called "Silence Is Golden," which has a music video attached to it. And I was hoping we could kind of dig into that one a little bit because, for several reasons, there's a vicious guitar solo in there. Um, the, the song itself is kind of got some interesting lyrics to it. And also, I, watching the music video, I got to say, Liz, your lip syncing is incredible. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very impressed with it. So, so tell me all about all of. Tell me about making the video and writing the song and recording it. Whatever you want. Yeah. Um. I guess when I wrote that one, it started with the riff, and it's like, um, I was listening to. Well, there are these like New Zealand bands that we love, you know, like um, Lips and Wax Chattels, and I think both of those bands have like a that, like a song that has that kind of like um, a similar kind of feel to it. This kind yep. of like driving pedal riff feel. Um, so it's like playing around with doing something like that, but making it making it Bethsy. So like um, had these kind of like mouthful verses that were kind of tumbling out, and then I kept I had recorded like just the riff going over going along, and I kind of like tried these like big chords over the top that shouldn't work you know like they they kind of clashed with the main riff but like the main riff kept going underneath and um yeah it was it was kind of strange demo and then i brought it into the band and i was like oh this one's kind of weird but everybody's really enthusiastic about it and about playing it and so it was a front runner to be on the album quite early on and then right. the recording process was yeah just smashed it out and, you smashed know, it. did a bunch of takes and um 
yeah you know that was a it was an oddly emotional one to record because it was so frenetic and i think there was yeah the you know emotions were charged at the time we recorded it and then yeah was quite an emotional moment when we finally got it done even though it's maybe not not your most obviously emotional song right but uh it was it felt really good and then there's some catharsis in getting it down i think sure sure through some <laughs> some stuff to, so to would that have gone over the course of a few days or would you have wrapped kind of gone in how much yeah, time period ages, recordings ages like we, yeah we were kind of right and right and then start hitting record i mean rehearsing, I, rehearsing. we were rehearsing and then we get to a point where we're kind of happy to start recording things and then we kind of keep playing we probably hit the record button a bit too early you know right in the process and record a whole lot of meaningless like not quite good enough takes and then I think that that was definitely, you know, it was several hours worth of trying to get the take. I I remember doing one, almost a full day on it with breaks and then coming back the next day and basically having a half day before some of us had to leave the studio and trying to get it on that half day. And then we got it on that half day. So yeah, it took, took a decent amount of time uh, worth of just, worth of just smashing out takes let alone the whole writing and everything like that i mean i don't really know how people do it <laughs> making making records in a couple of weeks or something like that right right months really yeah, we, we work slow we yeah, work slow. hard but slow yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough fair enough which which is what that's that's what's so baffling about it because i feel like but i think the answer is if you want to do it faster you just work a little less hard right and uh then, or settle yeah. for less or settle for something well yeah or settle for different because i don't think that our process necessarily gets results that prove it's worth or something like that you know but, um yeah you don't you can't you know we're not there when other people make their records we don't know what we're doing like a gotcha if, if, uh... and on the subject of liz singing straight down the camera and lip syncing music yep. videos like this was something that was obvious to me from the very first video that we made from the first time that uh, the first director trained the camera on liz on a right. really tight shot, and she just barreled the camera and yes. sung the lyrics it was like wow okay every video from now has to do this this is a superpower <laughs> that liz has yep and yep this needs to be manipulated just just about every single time. This will be like half the video. Liz yeah, just seems yeah. straight on the camera. It's magic. It is. Because I'm a video editor myself. I've cut a few videos. And it's, some people, are. it's impossible to get them to do it even look like it's close to what it was. But I, I was watching you and I was going, oh, my God. It looks like a live vocal take. It was amazing. You didn't miss a beat. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's Vision of Liz's musicianship. <laughs> Very good. Now, uh, you mentioned wax chattels and lips, and uh, there's a lot of, uh, to, from my point of view, there's a, a lot going on in the New Zealand music scene these days. It seems to reach a really high point. Do you look at, at, do you feel part of that? And do you, do you have other folks that you feel like you're part of a scene? And especially when you go outside of New Zealand, does it feel like you're kind of representing? Yeah, I, I do. It's, and I, it's, it's hard when you, you know, we're getting older and we're touring a lot more. So we're like kind of around less and going to be to fewer shows, I guess, recently. Part of that's yeah. like circumstantial, obviously. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we do really feel like we've definitely come out of a strong music scene of, and we feel, we feel really connected to it and really grateful for it. And, um, you know, going all over the world and seeing different music and just, you know, 
with I feel like the music here is just like world class and kind of like in a world class and yet in a in a kind of world of its own. It's um mm-hmm. I think I think that's something that's really special because you get kind of strange music coming out of here that, that's that you wouldn't get elsewhere. But definitely. Yeah. <laughs> And do you, I mean, you guys are in a band, so, but do you think about collaborating with other folks around the country at different times in different kinds of ways? This sort of comes up in conversation a little bit. And I guess I collaborate with other people when I produce other people's albums. Yeah. um, John John is always working with lots of different people. Yeah. I think um, I don't feel like the collaboration is that necessary to like uh to the to the culture of a of a good scene like I think um I mean obviously it is to an extent people need to come together and make music together but um I don't I don't necessarily think that everyone needs a whole spider's web of um connections to everyone else's work I just kind of think you need to be forced into the same space and you need to listen and really love and respect the musicians around you and then you just absorb the cool stuff that everyone's doing Hmm. um yeah yeah i think you so i mean like you don't even necessarily have to be like musically collaborating with somebody but it still feels like you're i don't know you're collaborating on the project of a music scene (laughs) right 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 okay that's cool so the band's been together since what 2014 you've been doing this thing now Yeah, yeah So did you have a, a concept in mind, a sound when you put the band together? And is that where, are you there or has it just been an evolving thing? How, how thoughtful were you about what you wanted to do when you when you started making Beth's yeah, music? Loosely, like when I, I made some demos and like John and I had a shared playlist that we that we were both added to and that I had a look at the other day. It was, right? uh, it was fun to look back at. Um, it was, yeah, like it was like just like, upbeat kind of Jono was putting like a lot of like power pop on there like right. I think added by voices and um I I put on like I put on like a lot of Rilo Kylie and right. like uh, um what else was on there some Weezer some like Courtney Barnett it, it started off as like very much a, like um gigantic by the Pixies would have been on there just like right. fun kind of like music with melodic lyrics and yes. and, and hooks hooks as much as possible yeah. yeah, dense guitars, melodic hooks. Dense guitars, yeah. Dense guitars and hooks. <laughs> Sounds like a, a recipe for success. Do you feel yeah. like a successful band? What does make a successful band these days? Because nobody's getting rich, obviously. So what else? How <laughs> <laughs> dare you? We're extremely rich. Of course uh, you are. <laughs> um, what makes the band successful? I don't know. We feel successful in some ways and then like, uh, you know, in many ways. And then... but um. But there's still obviously a lot of a lot of room to right. move. Right. Okay. Still, still ambitious. Um, and you know, we were ambitious from from a point. And yeah. You keep revising what our version of success is. And I think it would it's like a little bit um I yeah, I'm a little bit uncomfortable defining it for other people. Sure. because uh, it's different for everybody. This is different for everybody and 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 I don't really like to invite kind of competitive comparisons in music but um but also there's there's stuff about what we do that i wouldn't wish on other people <laughs> and uh you know you really have to want certain things to do to do it and um yeah no 
Very good. Well, it looks from the outside like you're living the dream. You know, you got this band, you're making these records, you're touring the world. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a bad review of the Beths. So, you know, there you go. That's got to mean something to you. We are living the dream. We are living. I feel like I'm living my dream. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for sharing all that with me. Looking forward to you guys are here. Play, you're going to be playing at the Auckland Town Hall on, was it October 7th? It looks like. So that'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be great. It yeah, will yeah. be great. <laughs> I'm looking back at our Excellent. town hall. Yeah, yeah. Back in All our right. town hall. All righty. All righty. Well, thank you and have a great day. And thanks for doing thanks, this. Buddy. Thank, thank you. you. Righto. Bye bye. Right.